94.6. This is Ross FM. Good morning and welcome to Ross FM 94.6. We are on air Monday to Friday from 9am to 7pm, bringing you a variety of shows throughout the week. You can listen in online, rossfm.ie, where you can find further information on our schedule and how to contact us. Rossfm 94.6, your local community radio station in Roscommon. Text us in on 083-859-9748. That's 083-859-9748. We are on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. So look us up at Ross FM. Now today I have a great show lined up for you. I'll be talking to Breda Joyce. She is a senior manager at RSG in Duran. Of course, I'll be talking to Kieran Malouli later about his new role in leader and his community work. Then we'll be talking to Shauna O'Neill and she'll be talking about Clintusker to Tidy Towns Energy Master Plan. And lots more. We have the Community Diary with Bernie Carney. And then we have Stephen Banahan talking about his work with Kilbride and, of course, previously with Duran. So plenty on the show this morning. We're going to go to a song and I'll be joined in studio after the tune by Breda Joyce, Senior Manager of RSG in Roscommon. Back after this. Well 
keep on moving on And I sound it It won't be dead and gone Oh, let's take a chance Come on, take my hand What do you say? What do you say? It's a brand new day Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ross FM 94.6. Good morning, Ross Common with presenter Margaret McHugh. And I am joined in the studio by Breda Joyce. She is the senior manager at RSG Duran. Breda, welcome along to the show. Thank you, Margaret. Breda, just talk to me briefly about the services currently in Duran. I'll go into the history mm-hmm. um, later on in the show with Stephen Banahan. He was of the board of directors there. Yes previously when it was set up mm-hmm. um, just but currently you're in a new role there the last 12 months yeah mm-hmm. so I came from um, actually came from early years and then moved into the uh, this the healthcare sector in August of 2020 in the middle of the pandemic um, so it was an unusual time to move but um, it's it we provide home care for people over 65 so they can remain independent and living at home um, we have over 80, 80 to 90 carers that work in the community providing that service to people. Um, it means they've, they, you know, they're able to stay at home longer 
um, particularly in the past 12 months when people wanted to keep their loved ones safe at home. Mm -hmm. um, we also provide personal assistance services to people with physical and sensory disabilities. Um, and that ranges from um, helping them in their home to helping them, you know, live their lives as independently as possible. Um, then we also have a day services where people with physical and sensory disabilities can visit the centre. At the moment, we're operating uh, three days a week uh, with the intention of, of moving back up to full time. It's been a gradual process in order to keep everybody as safe as possible. Um, and... Um, and that's basically, you know, we also have the college. We have a flexible learning college where, where people can actually train to do their full level five in healthcare, mm. which means that we can train people in order to them and provide them with employment. So we can hit both. I was looking at the RSG website and I'm familiar with RSG. There's an awful lot going on under one roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite an amount of services. But you mentioned uh, the training and... and um, I just want to talk about the Dale programs. Okay, yeah. What is the Dale programs? Well, that's basically where people can visit the centre and activities are set up. It's all about person-centred planning. It's all about what the individual wants themselves. So we very much work with each individual to find out what activities they would like. It may be that, you know, they want to just come and meet people. It may be that they want to come and use computers. It may be that they want to come and do an exercise class. We have a lady that comes and does an exercise class once a week. Um, yesterday they were out, they were using um, the garden centre where they were doing you know gardening. So there's that facilities. We also have a lady that does reflexology, which is hugely popular with people, not just people with disabilities, but that's open to the community as well. You know we're there for people with um, disabilities, but we're also open to the community as well. Um, and they we also have music on a Friday then, and then we also have transport that will go and collect those people that may not have transport that you know it's it's accessible transport to be able to bring them into the centre you talked about the transport and many people will see the rsg bus driving around mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. town that's a great service and that pr that facilitates people from the whole county that's not just what's coming town mm -hmm. you know i'll meet them in the morning at 28 coming to castlery to go and pick somebody to bring them up to the day service um so it's great for people that maybe don't have access i was going to say and it just is great to see it pass say through strokes and our castle mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. seen it all over County yeah. Common. sometimes mm -hmm. I think it's following me because I see it so <laughs> much <laughs> I, I do see it nearly well every morning yeah, yeah. at different points and you know sometimes you, you kind of take for granted transport and your own capability to drive and get in the car and then you look at that service and you think it's a lifeline for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to come, even to come and meet people, particularly in the last 18 months where people have been, you know, a lot of um, of the people with, with disabilities may have underlying conditions, you know, we're nervous about leaving home, you know, but now that we've, we, we can actually go on and they can come and they know they're coming to a safe environment. We also provided... Um, you know, services to people online, you know, via Zoom, via those, you know, facilities as well, so that they were connected with the service the whole way throughout. Duran seems to be always progressing. I mean, the college aspect yeah. is quite new. That, uh, I think, that was initially in 2006. Um, we're just in the process of um, re-engaging with QQI um, for Level 5, which is going well at the moment. Um, we are looking to progress that even more. 
um, it, it's we're fortunate in that it enables us that if there are people that are looking to get into the area of home care or personal assistance mm. that we can actually facilitate them by providing them the training and also the training we also do manual handling first aid um, patient movement and all of that and we're always looking at ways of increasing um, the, the different types of training that we can provide for the community. You talked about RSG and how it provides employment there is a community employment program, I believe. There is, yeah. The community employment, again, is a training and, and, and development program where people can go on the community employment scheme and they're throughout the county. They're not just in Roscommon. And again, we're not just in Roscommon Town. We're, we're based throughout the county. Um, so, you know, it, wherever anybody is in the county, we're open to that because although we're based in Roscommon, we have uh, lots of people working us in Castlery, you know, down as far as Ballinlaw. Um, Balahadreen, Boyle Boyle's very busy um, so again that's another way of people to do their training um, where, where they're eligible for community employment and get their work experience and the progression to work is, is nearly 100% That's brilliant, now I want to mention something briefly but people can contact Iran to learn yep. further um, information in relation to brain injuries there's an ABI injury Acquired person. Brain Injury Ireland do visit the centre once a week um, and if people want to avail of that they need to contact uh, ourselves or Acquired Brain Injury Ireland directly. You're always engaging with other groups and organisations at Duran. You're always forward thinking. That's what I noticed the last few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. There isn't never a stagnant moment. Well, you can't. You can't stand still. You know, life moves on, people move on, and we're dealing with people, and it's all about people's individual needs. Like, we're moving into the direction of, you know, um, what people actually want in their lives. Like, not everybody wants the same thing. So, with people with sensory and physical disabilities, you might have someone that might want to work towards getting employment. You might have somebody that might want to meet their friends in Castlery. So, again, it's not always about coming into the centre. It's about going out into the communities, what connections they may want to make in communities, what they want to their lives um, what they'd like to do it's all about their own what their their plan um, the same as anybody else do you know so it's very much about the individual and what they want and the activities that are set up are about what the people attending so it's very much about listening to the, the clients and meeting their needs the service users are all from different backgrounds and yeah. from different ages and yeah. I think that adds a uniqueness to yeah, the service absolutely. when yeah. they come together especially because of shared experience and, and different experiences and different um, paths in life they're all at different levels yeah absolutely yeah so uh, again you know they may make connections with other people but it's also about what, what they themselves want and they may have had a change in their life you know through an illness or a developed a dis- disability so you know it's about again helping them adapt and connecting them with people that, that may be uh, you know, dealing with the same things. I just want to talk about the carers. I've done a lot of research over the weeks on okay. the carers with Duran and mm. there's always positive feedback on for any family who has a carer that's provided by Duran. Mm. There's we, a great service there. Yeah, we, we have fantastic carers. Um, our carers, you know, they worked the whole way throughout the last 18 months. Um, we actually have more people employed now than we would have had at the start of this. We're always looking for people. And again, as I said, we're always looking to train people to help, you know, if that's something that they're looking to do. Um, they're, they, they become part of the family. 
and they really do um, and the feedback that we get from, from our clients and families is just second to none now they're also supported by a fabulous care team in the centre in Duran who coordinate all their schedules and coordinate all of that for them and are there at the end of a phone seven days a week and without them nobody could operate <laughs> Elaine, Elaine is 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 the, is, is the care, coordinator. care yeah, coordinator. She's part of that team as well. Yeah. So and Peter and um, Jackie and Nicola and Marion and then you have the people that work in the Dale service. And again, we're lo- we're we're taking on somebody new next week for our day services, um, because we want to expand that as well. That's great that you're expanding the services. Well, we, we want to move more out into the community to help people to, to okay. live as independently. The whole thing is about independent living. So not everybody wants to come to the setting. Somebody may want to do something in their local community. They may want to meet with Mary and Joe or Jim, just using that for mm. examples, mm. for a coffee. But they need some help to, to enable them to do that. They may need transport to enable them to do that. They may want to go, when things open up now, they may want to go to the bingo. They may want to go to see a bit of music when it opens up, have a bit of lunch somewhere. You know, so all those things about helping them live more independently in their local communities as well. I think that's important. And the message about independent living is really strong in Duran because mm-hmm. you look at we're in a different era and 20 years ago somebody would have been put into a nursing home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. they mightn't have been bad enough for a, nurse, a nursing home but there was no in-between service Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of like okay well they're a bit stiff or you know their walk isn't great so mm-hmm. okay they're going to go straight to a nursing home mm-hmm. so Duran yeah. is a in the yeah, middle service uh, yeah like not just with with home care as well like you know people are living a lot longer you know our population is growing so the demand for the service is increasing by day um and you know because we're a hsc approved provider mm. we get a lot of work from from the hsc and we can't meet the demands of the work right now which okay. is why we're constantly advertising for people again we're personal assistants you know we also need need them as well and we also then where maybe people get some approved hours from the HSC, but the family would like some more because they want more care for, for a family member. We also can provide a, a private service as well. So we provide that as well. Um, and that sometimes, you know, if you have family that's not in the local area, that haven't got the connections, and particularly with people moving into the areas, you know, we, we've people that have migrated into Roscommon in the last 10, 15 years from other areas that won't have the daughters and sons living in the area. So they need that additional support as well. How many staff have you currently now on the care team and the point of view carers? You mentioned it a few minutes ago. We have between 80 and 90 in, in the community, but we ha- in total we have over 120 staff. That's uh, yeah. quite a lot of staff <laughs> quite a lot. to remember. And that is a huge achievement for something yeah. that started off as just an idea. And and in the priest's house. And the priest's house and a presbytery and look where it yeah. is now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a credit to the board. It's a credit to the, you know, it's a credit to the CEO. Margaret's been there 17 years now. It's a credit to the, you know, we, we were, the board members have, have, have stayed with us for significant, like they celebrated their 30th anniversary two years ago. Um, you know, and, and at this time we're lo- we've lost some board members, unfortunately, because they passed on, who were huge you know, and what they've done, like, you know, when I first drove up to it, you know, say last year before I started, I just couldn't believe the facility, like the grounds are fabulous. You know, they've, they've beautiful, the gardens are beautiful. They have a sensory garden up there. They have an outdoor gym. You know, even there's a, you know, a 
where you can just sit outside and the views are fabulous from it as well, you know, and it's all open to the community. It's not just for our clients and service users. You know, it is there now, obviously, with COVID and that it, it meant that it wasn't. But please, God, going forward, you know, we will be able to facilitate people visiting. Well, hopefully Ross FM will be out there soon. With yeah, her absolutely. Pink van or the Barbie <laughs> bus, as I call it, the outside <laughs> broadcasting. You'll, you'll, yes. you'll see us before you'll hear us coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'd love to just go out and yeah, see the absolutely. services. Yeah, I suppose everybody gets asked this question. You're over 12 months there. You've come in at a very difficult time. Yeah. Probably something hit Ireland that we never thought no. would or hit the whole world. How did COVID affect the processes of Duran and how did it affect, I suppose, people, service users, workers? Was there kind of down moments or? Um, well, it was business as usual, unlike, you know, my previous role, which was which was managing a large family you know, a large community crash that shut initially, you know, so we were at home. Whereas um, RSG, it was business as usual, kept going. You know, obviously we protected our staff as best we could, you know, with full PPE and all of that and the care team were there for them. But people still needed care in their homes. Now, we may have had some people who didn't want people going in, but they were very few. And, you know, to be honest, um, our carers were phenomenal. They worked, our, the infection rate in the community was extremely low. I think we could probably count on one hand the amount of people that were infected. Um, so they were very well protected. Um and, you know, as I say, it's business as usual. Now, we did have to adapt our day services because that shut um, when we had the restrictions. But we moved online. Um, the, day, so the, the activities coordinator, they did bingo online. They got used to Zoom. We had we had tablets that we, we were fortunate enough to get some funding for that we sent out to, to, to people in their homes. We had um, people that work on the community employment programme who went out to homes and showed them how to actually um, use them and set them up. Um, you know, we also had people just going and doing a bit of shopping for somebody, you know, where they didn't want to leave their home. So it, it was business and usual, but in a different way. And I, I kind of noticed that spirits were kept high. You know, I referred to, you know, some organisations, maybe the staff, you know, took it hard emotionally and, you know, mentally, because you, you don't like to see somebody... Um, isolated no but as you said you know nobody was isolated your staff kept going yeah they kept going out to houses absolutely. they kept the spirits up absolutely they're they were just phenomenal and they are phenomenal and they're phenomenal in the work they do anyway you know and they 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 build relationships with with people and the people they're going into and you know the families that they're going into they become part of the family i suppose the question i'd have to ask is did you get good support off the government during um COVID. Well, I suppose if I compare, the business didn't change that that much. Mm. You know, if I compare it to my previous role, where there was significant supports needed, but because the work kept going and the funding mm. kept coming in, but there was additional funding given. We're getting PPE every, every week. You know, we, 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 there's no shortage of anything like that we can get. There isn't anything that I've heard in my time there. The complaints about any support or lack of support from the government to be honest no I, I think you look in relation to yeah. a lot of organisations like Duran like the message and the story I seem to see was like this government stepped up yeah absolutely and gave support yeah. when yeah. support was oh needed. yeah I mean you know we've had everything went online obviously you know there was constant online meetings there was constant online information sessions from the HSC you know to make sure that we were 
you know, using the right guidance, mm. using, you know, developing our COVID business plan, you know, to make sure that we had all the protections that we needed. And that that still to this day is, you know, we've Elaine attends meetings weekly, twice weekly, so that we get the up to date guidance from the HSE. So we're getting it straight down. And, you know, that, that that's always been there from the time I've started. Brida, any uh, plans for future events when COVID lifts? Or have you not got that far yet? Is this, is a surprise? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it's a cautious approach, you know, mm. um, to make sure that obviously that we're, we're as safe as possible mm. and that people are comfortable. But we're we're open to anything like, you know, particularly with the college, you know, um, we've moved that to blended learning. So that means that our reach for, for the college is much further where you've got people that can come for, they can still get the person to person, you know, face to face teaching but then the rest of it goes online. So it means people will travel much further for that. Um, so we're looking at that and we're always looking at any activities that people think might support anybody in the community. It's not, as I say, it's not just people with, you know, disabilities. When it comes to volunteers, does Duran accept volunteers? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, we've actually been very fortunate to get some new board members in the last few months. Um, I actually had someone contact me again yesterday. So we're always open to new skills, um, you know, because it brings new life and it brings new ideas. And again, with volunteers, we've had a few people come and volunteer in the centre too. Um, always open to that. We're open to anyone that wants to come. <laughs> I, I might be there next week. <laughs> if they see me coming, though, they could close the door and go, oh, Jesus, not her. <laughs> we, we'll, work with that. we'll work with anyone. You'll accept me, thanks. It's good to know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Now, clearly, we have to vet people, when yeah. they, but you know, we're we're very open, and and we're, you know, anything, you know, as any activities that people think might might benefit, you know, um, the users, or even anything for the community, we're we're open to that as well. Just don't uh, set up a radio station out there and try no, and try no, and take no, my no, job. that's not that's <laughs> not my plan of action. I guarantee you. Anybody listening in Drad management <laughs> CEOs. Do not set up a radio station. <laughs> We're not setting up a radio station. Well, not. I won't be. <laughs> Probably next week now I'll hear you. Yeah, I'll be like, this, this is all that idea for me. <laughs> um, look, I suppose the most important message to get out here is, A, you're looking for volunteers. Obviously, volunteers have to be vetted. Yeah. But B, you need staff. Yeah, if, absolutely. So, you know, it's a crisis in the healthcare sector, full stop. But, you know, we have we have positions throughout the county and not just in home care, but in personal assistance as well. So, you know, and as I say, we provide all the training that's required. So even if somebody is sitting at home thinking, you know, well, I couldn't do that, we can get them on the road. We can help them get on the road to doing that. And um, the number for people to ring if they're interested in is 090-662-5852. And the courses will be starting? The courses are actually starting in October. They're on our website, the Flexible Learning College, and the website is rsg.ie, and there's a link there to the Flexible Learning College. Um, and all the, the, the two, there's actually two modules that a person needs to complete initially in order to be work ready, and they are starting in October. So anybody that would be interested, in, it's, the, it's the right time. Rita, it was great to hear about Duran Resources and the work it does and well done to everybody in Duran. I hope Thank they're you. listening in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you did a really great interview. Thank you. <laughs> um, you you're not shy at all and <laughs> no nerves. So, um, oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well done <laughs> I'm well to able you. to hide them. <laughs> and look, I wish you well in the new Thanks role. And yeah. look, Duran has gone from strength to strength and it will continue to do so and the future is very secure and it'll be around long after we're all gone. Absolutely, so, hopefully. <laughs> um, 
well done to you all and hello to everybody in Duran and hello to all the carers I know some of mm-hmm. them and well done to them and I'll play a song speci- especially for you all and for the carers out in Duran that's called Galway Girl from Ed Sheeran I'll be back after this oh, Savage Love I'd like to say hello to all listening in Duran RSG and thank you to Breedy Joyce from popping into the studio to tell us all about the work going on in Duran and I wish them all the best. Now, I'm joined by Stephen Banahan. Stephen, you were once um, on the board of directors of Duran when it initially was set up. The idea started in a presbytery, I believe. Yeah, uh, we had a lady in the parish, uh, Claire Brennan at the time, God rest her now. Um, she uh, was confined to a wheelchair, so it just came through her suggestion maybe that the once presbytery would be turned into a centre for disabled people, you know. So it really grew from there. It, it really did. And you look, you obviously were there for a few years on the board and you've yeah. seen the progress. Now, you also are heavily involved in Kilbride. Yes. Well, I'm involved in Kilbride in, in I suppose, in many ways. The GA would be one of the, the long-term and big things I was involved in involved in the defibrillator committee, involved in the uh, community alert and in the um, no name club which is a big thing for the youth now in any parish that it would be in you know. Um, just talk to me about the no name club, what's that all about? Well it's a national organisation and basically what it does it gives young people between the ages of 15 and 18 uh, an alternative to uh, we'd say drugs and alcohol and all that and gives them but it gives them more than that because they go through uh, once they join the club between 15 and 18 they would say three years from 15 to 18 so there's youth awards and the super talent that's run nationally Mm. and all those young people have the opportunity to display their talents in those situations a lot of times there are interviews which is a help to them going forward and then there are um, conferences whereby people are brought in to talk maybe about mental health, um, about um, alcohol, drugs, and a, a, a big variety of speakers come in and talk to them over the year, you know. Mm. And it gives them a great education in those areas, you know. So this, they have the discos and all that goes with that and the fun that's in it, but they also have a great opportunity for, from learning from it, you know. Kilbride is really, uh, how would I say, a model of a, a centre. Like it's it's huge the work that has gone on over the years. It is, and you were, you know, a big part of getting yeah. that all off the ground. Yeah, Kilbride, I suppose, is made up of two half parishes. It's mm. uh, Darren and Formile House, and I'd be in the Darren area, you know. Okay. So there has been huge developments out there over the years, and and thankfully have worked out very successfully because they're all being used right up to now like you know where you might find big centres put in and mightn't have much to do but but uh, the Kilbride is different in that situation is that it's well used all the way through you know Talk to me about uh, Father Brown obviously unfortunately he's deceased now Yeah um, How did you commemorate Father Brown out in Kilbride? What events were held I know it was hard because of COVID yeah uh, there weren't a lot yet but I'm sure that's in the future that's been talked about at the moment you know but I mean Father Brown was seen as a very special person and was a very special person from my point of view in the Darren end of it we would have lost uh, a resident priest in the Darren side of the parish years ago you know so 
Father Brown was the parish priest. So it was down to us as parish council or whatever to run the projects and make sure they uh, came out a success. But he was a fantastic individual to work with because he never turned down a project. He always gave it his blessing. He was a very progressive individual, you know. Okay. Yeah. I remember him briefly. You know, he'd always a gentle way with him, even for people who didn't live within the parish, but you'd see him around the town or Strokestown or Roscommon. Yes. He, he was always an interesting, peaceful, light thought, calm, yeah, but progressive yeah. character. Yeah, he was, he, Father Brown was a very, very smart man, very educated man. He he had a great knowledge of, of everything, you know, and um, a problem was never a problem, no matter what it was. <laughs> he found a way around in a peaceful way, you know. So he, he was he was very good to a lot of people and he was very good to everybody he touched, really, you know. Talk to me about some other projects you've been been involved in over the years uh, in Kilbride. Yeah, well, of course, we had the community centre we have mentioned. Uh, the, there's another committee out there in Kilbride. They, they um, cool wear the, you know, the houses that are down there and that. That's a separate committee down in the Formal House area and they made a huge success of that. We had the development of our GA pitch, which is an all-other floodlit pitch, was done in my own time there, you know, and um, that's been very, very well used, thankfully, even though COVID has taken effect, but over the years it has been very well used by county and club, you know. You also have the shop in Kilbride. That's a more recent thing that uh, started there in uh, in Formula House, I suppose. That would be a, a project of... Bernie Kearney's really, you know, Bernie uh, is a, a deep thinker, but he comes up with great ideas, and mm-hmm. uh, once he comes up with the idea, there's no stop until it's put in place, so that's as a result of that, you know. No, I was out there a few weeks ago, and obviously the HSE now are um, using the centre, which yes. again is just more progression, and yes, it, it's, yes. it's great that the HSE picked Yes, well of course the, 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 the centre for my house is very central to the county and therefore an awful lot of of projects that you know people want to do it's an Mm. ideal place for them you know and it has the space and it has the parking and it has the location has everything you know why do you get so involved in community work do you enjoy what you're doing well i got involved in in community work uh, well in the ga from the time i was 14 but in the Darren area, I suppose. I became parish council chairman around the late 70s, early 80s, and I, w- I s- was in that position for 30 years. Mm. I suppose that I'm in the community. The You know, down through the years, we had a very close-knit community, community who would be supportive of everything you came up with, and that was a great encouragement, you know. And we got, uh, uh, we got our school done there. We got our local hall. We have, obviously, a play school there in the Darren area now. Mm. And uh, that's very successful over the years. I'm chairman of that committee. That's a community play school. It's a not-for-profit organisation run by a voluntary committee. So I'm chairman of that. We also did uh, the the church, uh, all the grounds around it. And more recently, we reheated, rewired, repainted, and put a new seat, new flooring and all, and possibly made an old church into a new church. And, and uh, that's... They're the sort of projects you get involved in, and it moves from one to another. And I suppose I have a, a failing that I'm very hard to say no to some mm. of those things, you know. It's it's great work to see, and look, I, I noticed really, if you go around every community, it's 
always the four or five set of people that yeah. make yeah things happen yeah yeah it is indeed yeah and and it is getting more difficult to be honest mm. to get volunteers now just take our no name club for example um we're 18 years in existence the secretary of our no name club is Dimna O'Rourke, and she's been there for the 18 years okay. you know and while you know sometimes you say we need new volunteers and we always do but that continuity is a big help as well and that has kept our no-name club very stable over the 18 years now we have some young people um, we have uh, Christine Mannion and we have Neve Fannin and we have Shabela Dwyer in in the recent years and they've been a fantastic help so you know working with youth is special because mm. I suppose their energy keeps you going for a start off and then their talents when you see the talents they have and to work with them and see how honest they are and all that type of thing, you know, I think youth have to be maybe looked at in a different light and, and say that uh, we need to support them, we need to help them. They're, they have a lot to offer to our communities. Like volunteering is a really selfless job. Yeah. People can give one hour, 10 hours, 20 hours a week Yeah. to organisations. Ross FM is a volunteer station. Yes. There's many people who give five hours, ten hours, two yes. hours, three hours. Yes. And they could have jobs outside of that. Of course, yeah. But their commitment never wavers. That's right. And it's nice to see, but also, I suppose, why are people not becoming involved in volunteering within their own communities more? What has changed? Or is there too much politics or yeah, well, policy around? There, I suppose... Uh, you. Yeah, you might have politics coming into it. Certainly, yeah, you won't have the genuine volunteer uh, interests if the politics come into it or disputes or stuff mm-hmm. like that. They're not interested in that. When they join up, they join up to buy into doing something constructive for the community, mm-hmm. you know. And this is what brings me back to the youth again, and I, I, I keep down with the non-name club because the... the the energy you see coming there and the interest to have, the genuine interest to have, and in fairness, the appreciation that the parents have for what's done for them is a huge help as well, you know? So I think that's what keeps volunteers ticking over, you know? How long do you intend to carry on more volunteer work till, till the end of time? or <laughs> Do you ever get tired of sort of going around and you do get tired yeah it, absolutely you get tired you know but then when you have a deep thinking about it and you say to yourself well look at I'll, I'll bring about some sort of change I'll look for somebody new to come in that new person might come on board as quickly as you'd like say or back mm. in for another year and it might do something interesting that year that keeps you going into the next year so that's what it is so I have no I have no plan to keep up anything at the moment to be honest I've heard um, great stuff about you from um one of our other great volunteers, Bernie Carney, the boss, as we call him here. Yeah. The real boss. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, you see, as I said, the Kibride Parish is made up of Darren and Formal House, and, and fortunately, in my time in Darren, Bernie was the man in Formal House. And again, like Father Brown, I mean, Bernie Carney is somebody who doesn't say no to you, and Bernie is somebody you can always talk to. He's helpful. He's generous and he's a great man for the community. There's no question about it. Well, I think you both are. And look, it was lovely to talk to you, Stephen. And thank you for Thanks coming very much. in. Not a problem. To Good Morning Roscommon here on Ross FM 94.6. I am going to go to an ad break and we will have some poetry. And then I'll be talking to Shauna O'Neill about the master energy plan for Clint Tuskard in conjunction with Bourne Namona. Back after this.
Anyone lived in a pretty how town, with up so floating many bells down, spring, summer, autumn, winter. He sang his didn't, he danced his did. Women and men, both little and small, cared for anyone, not at all. They sowed their isn't, they reaped their same. Sun, moon, stars, rain. Children guessed, but only a few, and down they forgot as up they grew. Autumn, winter, spring, summer, that no one loved him more by more. When by now, and tree by leaf, she laughed his joy, she cried his grief, bird by snow, and stir by still, anyone's any was all to her. Some ones married their every ones, laughed their cryings, and did their dance. Sleep, wake, hope, and then they said their nevers, they slept their dream. Stars, rain, sun, moon. And only the snow can begin to explain how children are apt to forget to remember with up so floating many bells down. One day anyone died, I guess, and no one stooped to kiss his face. Busy folk buried them side by side, little by little, and was by was, all by all, and deep by deep, and more by more they dream their sleep, no one and anyone, earth by April, Wish by spirit, and if by yes. Women and men, both dong and ding. Summer, autumn, winter, spring. Reaped their sowing, and went there came. Sun, moon, stars, rain. Now as I was young and easy under the apple boughs about the lilting house, and happy as the grass was green, the night above the dingle starry, time let me hail and climb golden in the hades of his eyes, and honoured among wagons I was prince of the apple towns, and once below a time my lordly had the trees and leaves trailed with daisies and barley down the rivers of the windfall light. And as I was green and carefree, famous among the barns, about the happy yard, and singing as the farmer's home in the sun that is young once only, time let me play and be golden in the mercy of his means. And green and golden I was huntsman and herdsman, the calves sang to my horn, the foxes on the hills barked clear and cold, and the Sabbath rang slowly in the pebbles of the holy streams. All the sun long it was running, it was lovely, the hay fields high as the house, the tunes from the chimneys, it was air and playing, lovely and watery, and fire green as grass. And nightly under the simple stars as I rode to sleep, the owls were bearing the farm away. All the moon long I heard, blessed among stables, the nightjars flying with the ricks, and the horses flashing into the dark. And then to awake, and the farm like a wanderer white, with dew come back, the cock on his shoulder. It was all shining, it was Adam and Maiden. The sky gathered again, and the sun grew round that very day. And so it must have been after the birth of the simple light, in the first spinning place, the spell-bound horses walking warm out of the whinnying green stable, onto the fields of praise. And honoured among foxes and pheasants by the gay house under the new May clouds, and happy as the heart was long in the sun, borne over and over I ran my heedless ways. My wishes raced through the house high hay, and nothing I cared at my sky-blue trades, the time allows in all his tuneful turning. 
so few and such morning songs, before the children green and golden follow him out of grace. Nothing I cared in the lamb-white days, that time would take me up to the swallow-thronged loft, by the shadow of my hand in the moon that is always rising, nor that riding to sleep I should hear him fly with the high fields, and awake to the farm forever fled from the childless land. Oh, as I was young and easy in the mercy of his means, time held me green and dying, though I sang in my chains like the sea. Good morning, you're tuned in to Good Morning Roscommon. I am joined on the line by Shauna O'Neill, Chairperson of Clune Tuskard Tidy Towns. Shauna, welcome along to the show this morning. Thanks very much for having me, Margaret. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Shauna, Clune Tuskard had an event in relation to the Clune Tuskard Energy Master Plan. Now, could you tell me about that event on Saturday and what it was all about? Yes, so the Master Plan launch was officially launched by Clintusker Tidy Towns last Saturday in with Turner Connaughton Architects. The aim of the plan really is to survey the energy use and needs of the community here in Clintusker. And just in relation to the process of the plan, how have you came around a plan in relation to how it's going to be funded? Yes, so the story behind how it all began um, it really began in September 2019 when we were contacted by Board Nimona. And many might not know, but Clunetuskert has quite a unique history in that Clunetuskert is a former Board Nimona village. It's the only one um, that was developed in County Riscommon. The um, village was originally developed as a housing scheme in 1952 by Board Nimona. So we were really overjoyed when we were contacted back in September 2019. It's hard to believe it's two years ago now Mm. um, to see if we would like to take part in a pilot project they wanted to run. So we were one of two places selected nationwide to take part in their pilot to see how we would become a sustainable community. And I suppose the motivation behind it is quite a topical issue at the moment about sustainable energy. And it's actually an SEI-run program, sustainable energy program. So I suppose that was our first step to um, register with SEI to become a energy community. That's, that's how it all began, and we've been working on it ever since, kind of leading up to our launch last Saturday, Margaret. Shauna, I was looking at the presentation, and of course, you know, I pass the houses every, nearly every day, and we talked about this when we are out in Bally League for the live broadcast. They're quite unique houses. It's quite a unique setup and area. You've included um, a case study house in the presentation, and you know how it's went from an FB or energy rating to almost an A two. So we had some information sessions held about a year ago in conjunction with Clore ICH. Clore ICH is an organisation based in Morris County, Mayo. And how we came into contact with Clore was that the county mentor we were assigned as a sustainable energy community, as we worked on the after plan to surveyor with Clore ICH in County Mayo. And the reason for that is, is that they can help us with details and information for homeowners on grant schemes available to be able to retrofit their homes, whether they take on a single measure, for instance, in 
getting some insulation done in their home or I suppose going the whole hog and um, doing a number of measures to do a deep retrofit on their home. And in that case, that's right, Margaret, the home in question actually went from an FBR rating, which is quite a low rating, up to an A2 rating. So I suppose potential here in St. Oscars that were actually originally developed by quite a famous architect, Frank Gibney, who designed all the boards in Mona villages. And these villages were with sustainability in mind, despite being the early 50s. Mm. So it's really amazing that uh, the potential is there to, to do that with the homes here in St. Oscars. And it gives so much opportunity for generations of families who are living in those houses and who've handed the houses down to their sons or daughters or grandchildren because I suppose maybe people take a view of older houses as, well, they're hard to heat and, you know, a new build is better. But you've shown through this master plan that really if you insulate older houses properly and put solar panels on, you know, they're just as good as maybe a new build. That's it exactly, Margaret, that... um just because the houses were developed in the early 50s, it doesn't mean that they don't have a potential to be very, very sustainable in their um, in the running of them. Um, that house in particular had external wall insulation, which is where insulation is essentially wrapped around the house and it's given a finish so that it, it looks quite pleasant. Uh, it really kind of modernises the look of the whole. Um, that house has a heat pump, solar panels and a number of other measures able to get it up to the A2 rating. But not to fixate on the F to the A2, it's more so about the increase in comfort levels and reduction of cost to the home. Um, so by doing all of those works as part for retrofit, the potential is there that has been shown by Turner Connaughton Architects. And I'd like, just like to pay tribute and um, the thanks and um, gratitude, I suppose, to Turner Connaughton Architects and um, who did such an amazing job in the preparation of her energy master plan. They were the energy consultants that were appointed to work with us in creating the plan. And um, ladies' names are Tracy Connaughton and Leonie Turner, and they work together and they have, um, I suppose, a sustainable energy approach in their um, architectural practice. So it was a really good fit for our work. And uh, Tracy is actually from St. Oscars originally as well. So it's, it's quite a, a marvellous story. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I've looked at the plan. It's quite an extensive plan. And really, you know, it's covered everything from the point of view of having a sustainable house and future for those houses in St. Oscars and for those families who will continue to live on there and look at well done to you and somebody said to me today you're a great woman for getting the work done and that you put an awful lot of work into your area home area in Clintusker and into developing the area so well done to you Shauna. Thanks very much Margaret it's great that the potential is there and I suppose the harder you work the more opportunities that you that's definitely a case for Clintusker here on the back of many years of hard work and dedication by several committees and um, just to make note as well and we might speak about it sometime in the future as well Margaret but Clintuskert has been selected for the Reimagined Placemaking Programme as a place is nationwide selected by the Irish Architecture Foundation to reimagine our future so no doubt the findings of the Energy Master Plan and 
the work that was done will come into that to um, help us reimagine our future as a sustainable village. Yeah. That's perfect and we look forward to hearing more about that and congratulations to you all out in Clintusker. That was a great achievement and as you said we'll be talking about that more in detail nearer the time um, and uh, you know, I look forward to hearing about what plans you have and the committee have for the future of Clintusker. Thanks so much Margaret for having me on air. I am joined on the line by Kieran Malouli. He is now a community development worker with Leader Partnership in Roscommon. Kieran, welcome along to the show. Hello, Margaret. It's a pleasure to talk to you on Roth FM. Kieran, talk to me about your new role. What does it entail? Yeah, my position, I suppose, is one that uh, brings me into an area, Margaret, that I've been working in as a volunteer now for almost uh, 30 years. Uh, officially, my title would be Community and Social Enterprise Worker uh, with Roscommon Leader Partnership. But I work with the division of the RLP, which is better known as SICAP. So that's uh, a shortened uh, version, I suppose, of Social Inclusion and Community Activation Project. So I find myself working on a day-to-day basis with groups from around the county here in Roscommon Town and from around the county who perhaps uh, need a support or assistance to get set up, to get organised, to, to get their governance in position, to get their, their constitution organised, to get help, to get funding. Uh, and I would advise them or assist them in many areas with regard to that type of work. You mentioned the SICAP. Just talk to me about your work in Balahadreen. You work with some of the refugees over there, I believe. That's right. I mean, I'm, I'm delighted to say one of the things I've done since I started my, my new job was work with the community at the emergency centre in, in Balladrine, the Iraq centre, which is home, as you know, to over 100 Syrian men and women and children, has been now for the last nine or ten months in the, in the latest group to come into this country. Uh, these are people who come from uh, literally uh, war-torn areas of the world, uh, uh, huge areas where there's violence and other problems in places like Damascus, etc. And they've come to Roscommon and Ireland in search of a new life, a safer life. And my role in working with them brings me in touch with them on a day-to-day basis uh, to basically see how they're adapting to their Irish life and in particular focus on their health, their mental health, their medical health, uh, anything that I can do in terms of supporting them in their new environment, that's my job. Um, you know, we, we've done a lot of work with them already this year in the area of physical activity. Uh, thanks to Adrian Carberry of the Football Association of Ireland, we've had the young children, the teenagers and the older folk out playing football on a number of occasions at the Balahadurine Community Park, a marvellous facility down there. We're very thankful for the, to the Balahadurine community for the use of it. But it's given the men and the women and the children an opportunity to, I suppose, get out there and get a bit of exercise because being caught up as the rest of us have been inside indoors for such a long time has taken its toll on, on, on all of us, not just the Syrian men and women. And uh, it's a great opportunity now with the weather is nice again this week for the people to get out. And it's my job, I suppose, to ensure that they exercise, they look after their health and that they integrate locally. And I'm delighted with the way it's going so far. Cairden, talk to me about an event called Make Way. Now, what does that look at in relation to people with disabilities? Yeah, this is a really important launch we're doing tomorrow. It's the media launch for an event taking place later this month on the 24th of September, Friday the 24th of September. And Make Way Day is actually... Uh, an initiative which tries to focus on people in the community, in society, who perhaps are not people who have a disability, 
Uh, but create a focus for them on how people with disability get around the community, get around the town, get around the public realm space. So in, in short, what we'll be setting out tomorrow and we'll be focusing on for the 24th of September is creating awareness of the fact that you just can't park your car or your bus or your tractor or your van on the footpath without blocking the way uh, of somebody in a wheelchair. You know, we're asking for greater consideration for people with disability. Uh, even when it comes to small projects like building, builders getting, getting on with some work, you often see it. We all do it ourselves without thinking, really, where you're making cement on the footpath or you're collecting uh, other bricks or blocks and you're storing them while you're waiting for the job to go on. And perhaps sometimes you don't realise that you're actually blocking the route of somebody in a wheelchair or somebody with, with, a, with a mobility issue. Uh, so the Make Way Day is all about highlighting this. Uh, there's one day every year when uh, we, we, we go around the towns in Roscommon, all over the county and all over the country, and people will be saying, just perhaps have a look twice before you park up or before you, you do something on the square or on the, on, the, on the public road. And try and remember that, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to make way for everybody, and, and not just on one day of the year, but all year round. I think that's a great initiative, Kieran. And look, we all forget, like I've done it several times, and, you know, you don't think that you're blocking people's access. You're in a rush so much in life that you're going, oh, I'll just quickly pull in here to the shop. And you just don't think, and it's good that campaign is out there to make people think. Yeah, we need to have this pointed out to us pretty much directly. You know, I suppose in the past, people with disabilities themselves are perhaps a little bit embarrassed that they would have to stand up and say, you know, you're blocking my way. People might just go around the the, the obstruction and, and go on and rather than get involved in a one-to-one debate or discussion with somebody, they shouldn't have to do that. The onus is on the person who's blocking the route or is causing the obstruction to get their own act together. It's very straightforward. And that's why this initiative will bring the public awareness up. Uh, we'll hopefully uh, get a nice splash of publicity about it in the coming weeks. And on the 24th of September, we're hoping that people will be much more aware of their responsibility when it comes to blocking the access of people on our public roads. Kieran, you talked about people in wheelchairs and you have a connection with Lockery Access for All, both which people should be aware of. It's advertised on television. It's the first ever boat in Ireland to allow people in wheelchairs or with physical or mental ailments to go and experience Loch Ree for the wonderful site it is and go around the shores of Loch Ree. Yeah, we've, we, we've, um, we've, I've been involved with the Loch Ree Access for All project now for nearly four years, going on five, I think. And from day one, Margaret, it's been a project which is aimed at providing equality within the community. Because uh, as somebody who lived here beside the River and Belly League and has done most of my life, I always watched with some dismay when a group of people were waiting for a trip on a boat on the riverbank or joining some friends on cruisers, particularly the higher cruiser market. And all of a sudden they realised that somebody who had arrived in a wheelchair or perhaps had come along with a buggy for a baby perhaps was not simply able to get on board because the boat wasn't designed in such a way as it would make it friendly or accessible for somebody in a wheelchair to get on board. So we took this project by the scruff of the neck four years ago. We did our feasibility work, got tremendous support from a common leader partnership. Uh, Denise McDonald and our colleagues there really uh, took the project and took us under, under their arms and, and, and gave us considerable support and advice. And it's taken four years, but I'm glad to say this year the boat's been on the river since May. And I'm pleased to tell you that over a thousand uh, people have now travelled on it, people with disability have travelled on since May of this year. 
and um, we're on we're on the way now to phase two of the project, which is going to be the provision of a new centre beside the riverbank, where people can go in and use the facilities, disabled toilets, you have a cafe, a community reception area, and wait on the boat to come in without getting wet. And critically, there'll be a wet room area and a dressing room area where people will be able to change their clothes if they want to after the, the experience of being in and out on the water and any changes, etc. So it's phase two is coming on board. We're thrilled with phase one. Uh, despite COVID-19 affecting us in terms of our numbers on the boats, we had to reduce capacity uh, from 10 back to 6 people for a long time. And we hope next month to return to 10 people's capacity. And as I say, we hope to build on this project in the months to come. Cairdon, myself and Lewis Fargo from Ross FM were out on the boat last week. Now, it was a great experience. And what it taught me is that, you know, there's people with invisible disabilities that you would assume maybe don't have a condition and what you've done and the guys have done is you've given them access to a whole new world. Like, I'm over 30 years of age. I lived about 25 minutes away from Lockerie, and I have what I call disability. It's not very visible to people, but I could never think about getting on a boat because I was always concerned about steps down into the boat, steps up. And, you know, before I'd even tried to go near a boat was completely turned off by the idea because of the just the difficulty you'd have trying to get on a boat but like you can just walk onto that boat or if you're in a wheelchair be pushed on and you don't have to be worried about stepping down and getting back up and you know it takes the fear away yeah that's the key to it isn't it the design of the new boat is the key to it i mean that's uh, roll on roll off we call it uh, whereby the front bow lowers itself a bit like some of your listeners would be thinking, think of a small car ferry going across the Irish Sea or going out to the islands, the Iron Islands. And it's a much smaller vessel, obviously. But the front comes down, the bow comes down, and allows, comes quite flat with the, with the, with the land. It allows people then to zip over and to get, to get in and, and to enjoy it. And we're getting a tremendous response from not just people in wheelchairs, uh, Margaret, people of, of a certain age. Uh, who would have been, shall we say, a little bit concerned about their own mobility in terms of climbing over a very, very, a very large side of a boat or climbing down into the boat, as you say. It's something people don't find that comfortable to do, particularly if you have dodgy legs or knees like myself. Uh, so we're thrilled with the response to it. And I say, with, with the help of Roscommon County Council and Inland Fisheries Ireland and Waterways Ireland and our principal sponsors, DPD Ireland, we hope to build on this in the months to come and the years to come. Kieran, you left RTE and now you're in a new role. What have you learned since going into Roscommon Leader Partnership within your role within the community area? What kind of have you learned that you didn't know before? What's maybe, I wouldn't say shocked you, but what's opened your eyes up a lot? Well, I suppose, I suppose as a volunteer, I've been engrossed in my own projects for the last 10 or 20 years out in Belly League and we've been involved in tidy towns and angling and disability and the boat, etc. But over the month of August, I had the opportunity to visit up to 10 social enterprise projects around the county. And I can tell you, it was a real eye-opener for me. This was the surprise for Margaret. The level of effort and work and planning that's going into projects around the country. I had uh, the opportunity to visit projects in Coot Hall, where the McGahern Barracks has opened. Beautiful centre, lovely project. Huge tribute to a great author and something that's going to be very popular in the years to come. I had an opportunity to visit Elfin and the fantastic windmill project, and an even better project across the road, a new uh, park, which is going to be a biodiversity gem in the years to come. Um, you know, I had a chance to go to Castle Ree to meet the Roscommon Women's Network, who are doing, doing tremendous work in the area of upcycling of materials and 
old clothes and things like that, come, come bringing, bringing a whole generation of people with them in a new training area. And of course, there in Roscommon Town, besides yourselves, I had an opportunity to go to Trace Printers and, and, and sit back and in absolute awe of the fact that they were employing more than 16, 17 people uh, in the one centre uh, there in Roscommon Town and are about to open in Castle Ree. Um, which, which was phenomenal to, to me. It was quite an extraordinary achievement uh, for that organisation and, and the high quality printing that they're doing. So, as I say, I've never realised there were so many social enterprises doing so much good work in the county. Uh, I was engrossed in my own project and didn't really, really realise there was such a network there. And that was the big surprise that I've noticed since I started this job. What's your plans for the next 12 months within your role? How do you intend to strengthen the communities of County Roscommon? Yeah, well, I think we, the, the autumn and winter period is often a time when we reflect on what, you know, areas that we need to brush up on or improve our own performance. And I'll be doing it myself over the coming months. And that's why my focus will be on training now for a considerable period of time. I did an audit recently with all the managers and staff of, of the uh, social enterprises. And I basically just asked them to indicate to me the areas they felt they needed help with in terms of training. Mm-hmm. Because we've come to need a partnership sidecar program have some funding available and some assistance available to be able to assist people in specific types of training that's needed. I always think the autumn and winter period is a great time to do this, to take stock, uh, sit back, learn something that you haven't done before, uh, learn to do it right in, in, without, without the pressure of, of, of the summer on you or the pressure of work on you in terms of that time of the year. And I'm delighted to be working with so many groups who are coming in, including uh, group, groups coming in next week for Freedom of Information um, classes which are coming on on, on, on uh, Monday of next week and, and again something that you really have to be focused on it's, it's not just freedom of information actually it's data protection as well um, it's something a lot of us have become, become aware of in recent years that when you collect telephone numbers and names and addresses for a project what you do with them next now becomes very important mm. and it's, you know, it's, a, it's a legal area that we have to be all conscious of so that, that's just one of the many 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 training programs that we're organising in the coming weeks and coming months. And you can get details of them and your listeners can get details of them on the Roscommon Leader Partnership website. Kieran, it was lovely to talk to you and I wish you the best in your new role. And look, I'm sure there's plenty to be learned and you'll bring plenty to the table when it comes to developing communities. And you've done that over your career on a voluntary basis. And look, Lockery Access for All is kind of the what I call the model of what you're capable of doing and of course there's a good team out there and I'd just like to say hello to Alan and all the skippers on the boat and they do great work and fair play to them. We're very fortunate, Margaret. Uh, you know, I, I review the, the reviews of, of our boat service every day and I can tell you that, you know, 99% of our trips have been highly uh, praiseworthy of our skippers, Alan and Liam, Robert, and uh, particularly... Uh, the work of Lisa and Adrian in recent times. And uh, we have great support network with Dylan uh, from the office there as well. We're very fortunate to have got staff of that calibre who have the uh, understanding of the role that they're playing uh, and have shown them to be high, highly trained and highly motivated for their job. So uh, I want to thank you and your colleagues for the tremendous piece of videography you provided after your visit. It's something that helps us to market the project in Lockwood for all. And I look forward to seeing you on board again soon. That was Kieran Malouli there. And of course, he is a new community development and enterprise worker with Roscommon Leader Partnership. He was talking about the work he's done over the years. And of course, the Lockery Access for All boat, which is the first ever disability boat in Ireland to help people 
experience Lochry. So it's a real great trip, a real great experience. I'd advise anybody with a disability or without to look up Lochry Access for All and take a trip out there. And of course, we did a video last week and it's up on our Facebook page. Now you can text us in on 083-859-9748. That's 083-859-9748. We'd love to hear from you at Ross FM here. We've got a great lineup of shows throughout the week. We're here Monday to Friday, 9am to 7pm. Look us up on Facebook and Twitter. Give us a thumbs up and a like. Share and spread the word about Ross FM, your community radio station. We're going to play some tunes now, but before that, I'd like to thank Brida, of course, Joyce from Duran, and for talking about RSG, and Stephen Banahan. Great chat with him this morning. I'd also like to thank Kieran Malouli, and I would like to thank Sean O'Neill from Clunetusco Tidy Towns, who talked about the Energy Master Plan, and of course, we had the Community Diary with Bernie. We've lots more shows lined up for you for the coming weeks in relation to community work and you know really when you look at your community what you have in your community is there because of the effort of people and well done to all volunteers and as I said to Stephen unfortunately just with the way things are going and COVID and society and the way people have changed maybe volunteering isn't done as much in your community and it's always done by the same four or five people so Look, try and support those people in the best way you can. We're going to play a tune from Cathy Jordan. Of course, Cathy Jordan is our very own singer. She is from Scramog originally in County Roscommon. So we're going to play All the Way Home from Cathy Jordan on Ross FM 94.6. Good morning, Roscommon, with presenter Margaret McHugh.